وَالَّذِينَ And those who. Which people are guaranteed success? Those who, whom they عَنِ اللَّغْوِ From لَغْوِ مُعْرِضُونَ They turn away. مُعْرِضُونَ is a plural of مُعْرِض. And who is مُعْرِض? One who does إِعْرَاض. What is إِعْرَاض? Disinterest of the heart. Aversion of the heart. You know like, when your heart doesn't find joy in something? Like for example, you had your dinner. And then you go see your friend. And then she offers you more dinner. And then she puts food on your plate. And then her mom comes and says, why aren't you having more food? And she gives you more food on your plate. And she says, I made it myself. I'm so happy you're here. Please eat. Eat more. How are you going to eat? Are you enjoying every bite? No way. You're not. Your heart is not in it. Irad is the disinterest of the heart. Turning away from something because you don't like it. You don't enjoy it. You don't want it. So what is it that they turn away from? People who are successful, successful believers, they turn away from Allahu. What is Lahu? Lahu from the root letters Lam, Rain, Wow, or Ya, both are correct. Allahu. Or Shatun Lahun is used for baby camels or little baby sheep that are part of the flock, but they're not counted as part of the flock. Why? Because they're too small. So for example, when blood money has to be given. Hundred camels, for instance. Now amongst those hundred camels are, let's say, three camels that are mothers with young baby camels that are very, very small. And all three have one each. Now when the blood money is being counted, meaning the number of the camels is being counted, they're not going to be counted as 103 camels. Rather they will be counted as 100 camels. Why is it that the little ones are being excluded, meaning their number is not being counted? Because they're too small. They're too small. It's as if they don't even matter. You understand? So this is Allah. This is why law is used for kulluma usqita. That which is dropped, meaning that which is ignored, that which is not given any attention. Like for example, we learned earlier, لا يؤاخذكم الله باللغو في أيمانكم that Allah will not hold you accountable for the law which is in your oaths. Meaning, if a person has a habit of saying wallahi wallahi wallahi, then every wallahi doesn't count. Meaning, even though he said wallahi three times in his sentence it's not going to be given attention to. Why? Because he doesn't mean it. He's just saying it out of habit. Likewise, if someone is talking, there are some extra words that they say, unnecessary. They're saying it for emphasis, but then even when there's no emphasis required, they say those words anyway. And there are many words like that. So when you're listening to them, you don't pay attention to those extra words, right? What do you do? You ignore them, and you focus on the main message. For instance, some you know girls they have a habit of adding a like after every three words. Hmm? So then what do you do? When you're listening to them, you're filtering out all the likes. Correct? Likewise, if you are reading something and there are a lot of grammatical errors, a lot of grammatical errors, then what will you do? Initially you notice all the grammatical errors, but then you realize, I have to overlook this, I have to overlook this, ignore, 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 ignore. So this is law. 
What do you understand? What is lahu? What's the idea that you get? What's the concept that you understand from all of these definitions and examples that I've given you? Okay, something that doesn't have much value. Good. Yes? That which is unnecessary. That which does not count. That which does not matter. That which is a waste. Hmm? So, كُلُّ مَا أُسْقِطَ Everything that should be dropped, that should be left, that you should get rid of, that you should not fill your life with, that you should not fill your time with, that you should not fill your house with. So what is it then? Allahu, extra, useless, meaningless, irrelevant, unnecessary. And there's different types of these things, right? So for example, when it comes to stuff in our house, are there any extra unnecessary, useless, meaningless things? Too many. Too many. Anyone here moved recently? Houses or something? So what do you find in your house as you're moving? Clutter. Junk. So what do you say to yourself? What was I thinking when I bought this? Where did this thing even come from? I don't want it. Where's the garbage bag? You don't want to take it with you. You don't want to burden your life with it. You know, for instance, if kids have too many toys, then what happens? They just come, dump the entire basket, all the toys are out, they just make a mess, and they go away. What does that mean? All their toys are like junk to them. Nothing is meaningful. They don't like anything of it, because if they liked it, they would have played with it. Now, love is not just in things. It's also in actions, in conversations, in thoughts. There's some things, some thoughts that are worthy of occupying our minds with. And then there's other thoughts that should be, they should be dropped. We should let go of them. We should not hold on to them. Because if we hold on to them, what will they do? They will burden us. They will weigh us down. Like for example, Somebody came and they looked at you funny. And then they went away. And by the way, you were praying at that time. And you wonder, why were they looking at me? Why? I think they were looking at me like that yesterday also. What's going on? Let go. Let go. It's a love thought. Don't dwell on it. Because if you dwell on it, it's going to lead you to one assumption. Which might lead you to wrongful words, wrongful actions. Okay, love is also in speech. Now we covered money, stuff, we covered thoughts, now we're talking about speech. Love is also in speech. Like what? Okay, gossiping, backbiting. It should be dropped. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about someone that's of no benefit in the sense that you're just satisfying your heart, you're just venting out your feelings so that you can feel better, but it's not going to make you feel better. Because just letting out your thoughts through your mouth, that doesn't solve any problem. So even in conversations, okay, besides riba, what else is there that should be dropped in our conversations that is extra? Okay, so for example, politics. I mean, for someone who's studying political science, I understand They need to know about everything and they need to discuss these issues, etc. But forget about politics even. Movie stars or other people. They did this and they did that and they wore this. 
and they wore that and they went here and they went there or not even like superstars average people talking about other people the fact that they bought a house which looks like this not like that but looks like this hmm? the color of their door is kind of this shade but not really hmm? and um i think they have four bedrooms and i hope they have an extra one i don't know if they do they have curtains on their windows no no is it curtains or shutters what color are they white or off white irrelevant talking about other people for example our friends our sisters or just women that we know if they're pregnant or not how many children they have if they have a good happy married life or not if they get along with their husband or they fight with them every day what has this got to do with us these conversations should be ditched dropped let go of love is something that you don't want to carry why there's many reasons behind this First of all, love slows you down. It slows you down. Why? You have only limited amount of hours in a day. You have a very limited life. You know, the only limited resource that we have in this world is time. And it's the most precious resource. And we don't know when we're going to run out of it. And if our time is occupied by love, whether it is unnecessary things or unnecessary conversations or thoughts then what are we doing we are being slowed down we cannot use our time and our life in things that matter we cannot be productive you know for instance race cars have you ever wondered why race cars don't have a you know for instance a back seat row as well there's no need There is no need. The only person that needs to be in the race car is who? The driver. And every other seat is what? Extra weight, hence a burden, and something that will slow the car down. Get rid of it. You don't need it. So anything that needs to move fast, what do you need to do? Get rid of every extra weight, every extra burden. Why is it that when you're going on a plane... your handbag has to be of a certain size and weight and then your suitcases also have to be of a certain size and weight it bothers us we're charged extra or we're told take stuff out of your bag and people have their suitcases open at the airport why because you cannot take extra stuff on the airplane if you take extra stuff what will happen it can't fly properly it's not safe So how is it that we can fill our lives with garbage and still think that we are on the way to success? Not possible. If we want to be successful in this life and the next, we have to get rid of things that are extra. Love sometimes can also be in our phones. Like what? You know, let me give you another example. And I gave you this long time ago. Lagha is also used for the chirping of the birds chirping of the birds when there's so much noise that you ignore so does your phone make noise does it a little too much sometimes right and sometimes it makes noise even in class or in places where the phone should be on silent but we forget to put it on silent so what happens everything is giving us what alert alert you have an email 
junk mail, spam mail, you have it, junk. But it's an alert, phone alert on everything. And then sometimes we don't even realize we open up our phones and we're like, what was I going to do? What was I going to do? I don't remember. And then you see some app and you open it and then you spend half an hour on it. And then when somebody comes and asks you something and you put your phone away, you're like, oh, I was supposed to send a message to somebody. But I got distracted by something, some other app. And we spent a whole hour, you know, half an hour, so much time on it. This is love. It's eating up our time. So we have to get rid of love. Why? Because it slows us down. And secondly, love. What is it? Burden, right? Love is also understood as something that is a sin. I'm not saying that every useless action is a sin, but it will seem like a burden on the Day of Judgment. And sins definitely will be a burden on the Day of Judgment. The time when you want to just fly to Jannah, the time when you just want to fly across the Sirat, you don't want to be burdened, burdened, weighed down, slowed down by our own actions, our own words, our conversations, the things that we indulged in. This is why those who are successful, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Who are they? They focus in their prayers. And secondly, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنِ اللَّغْوِ مُعْرِضُونَ They turn away. And you see, people who are successful in life, they are focused. Our problem is, that we are neither focused in our work, nor are we focused in our prayers, nor are we focused in our conversations, nor are we focused in our you know, family time, the time that we're spending with our family. And we keep telling ourselves, I work too hard, I need a break. And I need to relax. And in the name of relaxation and break, what do we do? We indulge in love. Did the Prophet ﷺ enjoy? Did he have breaks? Yes, he did. What were his breaks like? How did he get relaxation? We find out about how the Prophet ﷺ, sometimes he would place his head in the lap of Aisha anha, And what would he do? Recite the Qur'an. I mean, that's quality time. It is. His head is in the lap of his wife. And she is, you know, passing her hand through his hair. And what is he doing? Reciting the Qur'an. What happens today? Husband is sitting on one side of the couch. Wife is sitting on one side of the couch. Wife asks, what you're doing? Husband asks, what you're doing? Both have phones in their hands. We're spending quality time. And at the end, both are angry and frustrated. I need your time. I need your time. We don't relax. We don't even relax properly because our lives are fully occupied with love. So if we want to bring life to our relationships, if we want to bring life to the work that we do, life to our prayers, we have to get rid of love. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنِ اللَّغْوِ مُعْرِضُونَ In Surah Al-Qasas, Ayah 55, we learn, وَإِذَا سَمِعُوا اللَّغْوَ أَعْرَضُوا عَنْهُ When they hear something low, they turn away from it. They don't like it. They don't enjoy such things. Useless. The Prophet ﷺ said, out of a person being good Muslim is his leaving alone what does not benefit him. The beauty of a person's Islam is what? تَرْكُهُ مَا لَا He leaves everything that doesn't concern him, that doesn't benefit him. 
You know, you might say, oh, how selfish. Yes, a person who wants success is selfish. And we have to be selfish when it comes to our success in the Akhirah. The Prophet ﷺ also said, the one who believes in Allah in the last day should either speak good or remain silent. Either speak good or remain silent. Another hadith which is in Musnad Ahmad we learn, the iman of a person cannot be straight unless his heart is straight. And his heart cannot be straight unless his tongue is straight. Khushur in the heart, how can it happen? If the tongue is straight. If our life is not filled with law. So, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنِ اللَّغْوِ مُعْرِضُونَ وَالَّذِينَ and those who, whom they, لِلزَّكَاةِ For zakat, they are fa'ilun, ones who observe. Ones who do zakat. This is basically what it means. Those who do zakat. What does it mean by this, those who do zakat? What does zakat mean? Zakat is of two types. One is zakatul mal, and the other is zakatul nafs. Zakatul mal is the purification of the money, of wealth. And how is wealth purified? When you give a certain percentage of it, a part of it, to those who need it. Because when you keep your money, keep your stuff with you, and it just stays like that, then what will happen after some time? Think of it this way. If you bring in a box of ice cream, Ben and Jerry's or something like, huge, huge tub, your best flavor, the one that you love the most, and you put it in your freezer, and you say, I'm going to have it later. One week goes by, you didn't open it. Two weeks go by, you didn't open it. One month goes by, you didn't open it. After three months, when you open it, what will you find inside? Freezer burn. Should you have it then? Should you have it? If there's freezer burn on your ice cream, is it good to have? It doesn't even taste good, right? Is it safe to have? No, it's not. So what do you need to do? You need to eat that ice cream and you also need to share it with others because you can't eat it all yourself. Or can you? Some people can. But then it shows on their body. So you have to share it. You have to purify it. This is zakatul mal. So وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِلزَّكَاةِ فَاعِلُونَ Now remember that this surah is a Makki surah. And in Makkah, the command for zakat had not been given in the sense that Muslims were required to pay 2.5% of their money every year. No, these details came later on in Medina. However, the Muslims were instructed to give charity, just like they were instructed to pray salah. The Prophet ﷺ used to fast even in Makkah. You know that? Not the fasting of Ramadan, the fasting of Ashura, as we learn in a hadith. And then when he migrated to Medina, a few years later what happened? The command to fast was also given, the fasting of Ramadan, as we learned in Surah Al-Baqarah. So likewise in Makkah, the Muslims would also give in charity. So, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِلزَّكَاةِ فَاعِلُونَ What does it mean? Those who do charity. And notice fa'ilun, ones who do. Meaning, on a regular, consistent basis, they are charitable. Not that when the month of Ramadan comes, and a person goes for public iftar at the masjid, and they feel guilty that they ate so much and they didn't pay for it. So as they're walking out, before taraweeh, they put two dollars in the box. Okay, may Allah accept it and put barakah in it. However, that is not the only time when we give charity. 
And that is not the only way of giving charity. We think sadaqah is either to put some money in the box or to bring some food and put it in the food bank. Is this all that the Prophet ﷺ did? Whereas he was the person who gave most sadaqah. How did he give sadaqah? Your homework for tomorrow. Bring one incident in which we see the Prophet ﷺ giving charity. The Prophet ﷺ giving charity. How did he give charity? Any incident from the seerah, from the hadith, where we see the Prophet ﷺ gave sadaqah. How did he give it? What did he give? Who did he give to? Because unless and until we know how the Prophet ﷺ gave sadaqah, we're not going to know. And if we don't know, then what are we going to do? So, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِلزَّكَاةِ فَاعِلُونَ Now, zakat over here also means zakatun nafs. Purification of the soul. Because in the Quran, Allah says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَا In our soul is a potential to good and bad. The one who purifies the soul, he is the one that will be successful. And the one who buries, buries the heart, meaning he neglects it, then such a person will be destroyed. وَقَدْ خَابَ He is ruined. He will fail. So part of being successful is also tazkiyah, purification. Now what is tazkiyah? It has two steps to it. First of all, purge. And secondly, beautify. What do I mean by purge? Takhliyah, make space, drop what is unnecessary, get rid of what is dirty, throw away the garbage. You know, for instance, if you're cleaning your house and there is a garbage can in the bathroom with dirty diapers in it, without a lid, and you clean the whole washroom or you clean the whole ground floor, is it going to smell nice? Is the air going to be clean? No. What's the first step? What do you need to do? Get rid of that garbage bag. Likewise, in the heart, sometimes there are dirty things, dirty habits. Dirty thoughts. In our lives, there are some dirty actions. Bad things that corrupt us. Bad words that make our tongue dirty. So what do we need to do? Throw it away. Get rid of it. But then don't just get rid of it and sit idle. You need to fill that space with something good. Because whatever is empty, if it's not filled in with something good, then who takes advantage of it? Who comes? Shaitan. So when we want to get rid of something bad in our lives, we have to replace it with something good. You know, for instance, if you realize that you spend about maybe two hours on your phone, this is not text messages and phone calls and emails, this is like reading BBC or you know, going through people's Twitter accounts and going through one Facebook page after the other after the other. If we feel like we're spending too much time on these things and we decide that we have to cut that time down, then that one extra hour has to be filled up with something. Because if it's not filled up with something, then what will happen? What will happen? The time that you're saving is going to end up being spent on something else that's useless. So, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِلزَّكَاةِ فَاعِلُونَ And notice فَاعِلُونَ They're constantly doing, doing, doing. Why? Because just as every morning you get ready, by the end of the day, do you get dirty? Do you? Of course you do. Then what do you need? A shower at the end of next month? 
a change of clothes at the end of two weeks, what do you need to do? Change, shower, wash up, freshen up. And sometimes we do this multiple times a day. Don't we? We do this multiple times a day. Likewise, the heart also needs some cleansing, some washing, some freshening up. It needs it. It gets dirty. It gets stained. You see, there's two kinds of dirt, all right, or filth. One is, you know, because like for example, if a person is working really hard and they're sweating and stuff, a lot of physical work, then of course, it's a result of their own physical activity. And the other could be that you weren't, you know, sweating or anything like that. You were just outside with the kids at the park watching them. And as you were watching them, you were kicked with sandy shoes again and again. So what happened to your clothes? They got dirty. Why? Because you were sitting in the sand? No. Because somebody else put that sand on you. You know, for example, one is a person who smokes himself. So his lungs, they get ruined. But then there is another kind of smoker who doesn't smoke himself, but he gets affected by the smoke of those who are around him. And who is he? His lungs, do they get affected? Yes. Just like that, even though we might not be doing things that are wrong, we are exposed to a lot of wrong every day. Every day. You open the television, you go outside, you go to the grocery store, you go to school, you go to work, anywhere you go, you get exposed to filth. And we have to do something to clean ourselves. Because if we don't, it's going to stick. It's going to hurt us, it's going to damage us. So وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِلزَّكَاةِ فَاعِلُونَ They're concerned about their cleanliness and purification. So they're constantly purifying and cleaning themselves. Just as we do wudu, wash ourselves, perform the salah. Likewise, we also need a dose of istighfar daily. We need a dose of dhikr of Allah daily. We need to analyze ourselves. You know, just like you go to the doctors for a yearly checkup to make sure everything is good. Likewise, we need to check our soul also sometimes. We need to ask ourselves tough questions. Do I feel jealous? Am I feeling proud over here? Am I being arrogant here? Am I being unforgiving here? Am I being harsh over here? Check yourself. Even if you don't want to. But check yourself. Because unless and until the problem is diagnosed, it cannot be solved. And for that, you have to go to the doctors. You have to take your hand out and let the blood be extracted so that the blood test may be done. It's painful. It's frightening to sit and wait outside the doctor's office wondering what's going to happen. Wondering what we will be told. But we have to face the reality. Likewise, we have to face our own reality. Be truthful to ourselves. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِلزَّكَاةِ فَاعِلُونَ We'll listen to the recitation of these verses. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Qad aflaha al-mu'minun Al-lazina hum fi salatihim khashi'un Wal-lazina hum anil laghwi وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِلزَّكَاةِ فَاعِلُونَ